How are we doing tonight? Jesus is in the house, right? I'm J.O., this is my wife, Raydeen, and my beautiful grandson, Jonesy, right up there sitting with us, and my wife is totally beautiful. <laughs> Got to throw that in. It's good to see everyone. We're in a series right now. Uh, it's all about the characteristics of, 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 of God, and tonight I want to talk to you about God is awesome. Will you say that with me? Awesome. Come on, say awesome, bro. Listen, God is truly awesome. We're going to talk about that. If you're online, I just want to welcome you tonight right into our gathering. We're so excited that all of you could be with us. Uh, the definition of awesome, check this out, causing or inducing awe, inspiring or overwhelming feeling of reverence, admiration or fear. Somebody say, God is awesome. I want to pray. Father, thank you for this night. I pray that you would speak to every one of us, your attributes, your characteristics, truly who you are. Father, just by the power of your Holy Spirit, download into us tonight in the powerful name of Jesus. And everyone said, Nikes are not awesome. Sushi, I like it, but it's not awesome. Your 12, Apple 12 Max Pro, it is not awesome. A, 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 a Minecraft game is not awesome. Tesla, they're cool cars. They're not awesome. Super Bowl tickets, I, I'd like to get some, but they're really not awesome. And Seahawks are definitely not awesome. I told Ray Dean this week, here I am talking and, 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 and getting ready to talk to you about God is awesome, and we're, we're on a road trip. We were down ministering last weekend uh, in southern Idaho, and I, I told her, I said, I said, sweetie, you're awesome. And then I said, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, no, you're not. I said, you're really close to awesome. But, but because the only person the only entity, the only God, the only almighty, the only person that should carry the title awesome is God. Because God is truly, God is awesome because he all alone without your vote, without any of your support, God is just straight up awesome. I want to talk to you about three areas that I think that makes God amazing and awesome tonight. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Say that with me, all-powerful. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. Say that with me, all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Say that with me, he's everywhere. God is awesome tonight. I'm going to talk about those three things. And the very first one I want to talk to you right now about is he's omnipotent. He's all powerful. The word omnipotent comes from two Latin words, omnis, which means meaning all, say that with me, all, and potenia or potens, which means powerful. God is all powerful. You're like, well, Jay, I know that we're going to dive into this just for a few minutes because I want you to feel and walk out of here of knowing how God, how powerful he is. He, he doesn't have to take vitamins. He doesn't need a cup of coffee. He doesn't need protein shakes. 
God doesn't need to be plugged into an electric socket like Green Leaf or, or like a Tesla. He, he's not plugged in. He doesn't have to get power like a refrigerator. He's more powerful than, than the, 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 what is it, the Ever Ready Bunny? Come on. God, he doesn't sleep. How many know God doesn't sleep? He doesn't slumber. This is what Psalms 121.4 says. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. He is all self-reliant, powerful. He's omnipotent. God is awesome because he's all-powerful. There's a, a group out called Snap. I don't even know if they're still out anymore. But they do this song, it goes something like this, I got the power. You ever heard that before? I got the power. They really don't have the power. <laughs> they have a little bit of gifting, they got a little skill, a little energy, but they really don't have the power. God is the one who really has the power. See, see, I think you should know the God that you serve and who really he is, his attributes, his characteristics, and, and, and really how awesome he truly is so that you can go out of here and go, man, my God is an awesome God. Listen to the scripture, uh, Isaiah 40, 28 through 29. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His, under, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who uh, have no might. He increases strength. He's all powerful. Revelations, listen to this. Revelations 19.6 tonight. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. The sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thunderings, like kind of like last night, we were at our friend's house and man, it started downpouring and, and lightning and, and, and rain, just like this afternoon. I love that because God is awesome. He can do whatever he wants to do. Let me repeat that. As the sound of many waters and as the sound of the, the mighty thunderings saying, hallelujah, for the Lord God, omnipotent reigns omnipotent reigns you might think that you're a little powerful oh i can bench press 350 jo you should see me on my computer skills see me run a business man your power is like a drop in a bucket compared to god the omnipotent, the almighty one. That omnipotent, it means the all-ruling, almighty, omnipotent, he who holds, sways over all things, the ruler of all, almighty God. It's all-powerful. Listen to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God... God created the beginning because he's all-powerful. He's all omnipotent. He created the heavens and the earth, but in the beginning, he created the beginning. If you look in that word, there's like we would say, oh, I love my wife, which is good. I love my car. I love my dog. I love the church. 
I love thunder. I love lightning. I love, we use one word love for many things, and that's just not Hebrew. It's just not Greek. And it's just not the Hebrew when it comes to God. We'll, in our Bibles, it will say God, Lord, God, Lord, but God has names. And, and in this one right here, he's Elohim. He's the supreme God. He's the almighty. He's the creator. He's the, uh, 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 the great maker. You thought Gandalf was powerful. I got news for you. He's all powerful. He's omnipotent. It says this in Genesis 1, 2, the earth was without form. Now, now listen to that. It was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of the God was hovering over the faces of the water. Listen to this. There was no form. It was void and it was darkness. And look what God does. Genesis 1, 3, and God said, let there be light. And guess what took place? Elohim said, let there be light. The almighty, the powerful creator, the maker, he said, let there be light. Guess what took place? Do you think he turned on a light switch? How did he who had nothing, it was darkness, it was formless, there was void. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. You know how? Because he is Elohim. He's the almighty he can take nothing and make something because he's omnipotent. Think about that. Well, J.L., that sounds so lofty. Well, I want it to land, land home in your heart tonight for whatever you're going through. Because we love to limit God. Put him in little boxes. He's all-powerful Omnipotent. He, he, he spoke and he made light and he made moon and he made the stars. And he, he, see, these lights in here are ran by electricity, generated, coal, whatever, however it's made. But God in heaven, in heaven, there is no sun or moon. You know why? Because he is the light. Because he's all-powerful. He spoke and these things existed, the animals and, and the oceans and the plants. And then on the sixth day, after he created everything, on the sixth day, guess who he made? Oh, come on, go with me, church. Come on. Who did he make on the sixth day? He made you. After he made all of this, I know that it was made for Jesus. In him, it was made for him. But I believe it was also all made for you. And on the seventh day, guess what you did? You ain't even did nothing yet. Guess what you did? You rested. You ain't even done nothing yet, and you had a day of rest. He's all powerful. Elohim, the great creator, he doesn't need anything to make everything Today, we limit God. We reason, reason. We reason, 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 reason like raisins in our heart when it comes to whatever we're going through. We limit God. We just make him so little. He's the same God in Genesis as he is today. Whatever you're faced with, I'm going to tell you right now, he can deal with it because he's all-powerful. We can't reason it through our reason. 
doesn't work that way. Listen to this scripture, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. My, for my thoughts aren't your thoughts, or not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my, see, see, oh, J.R., I've heard that scripture before. Let it sink in your guts. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. There's a kind of a cool word. The word is transcendent. God is, he's transcendent. And it's a, it's a fancy word. I'm going to read. Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of fancy sounding, but it's, it's kind of cool. And, and it says this, the definition of us beyond or above the range of normal uh, physical human experience. Listen to this one right here. Surpassing the ordinary exceptional, but really get this one, pertaining to God. Listen. Existing apart from and not subject to limitations of the material universe. He's transcendent. So he's transcendent in the area of time or, or matter in the area of creation, he's cre he created everything. He created the beginning, but he's not of the creation. He's transcendent of creation. He's separate of it. He can be in it, but he can be out of it. God is creator, but he's separate from his creation because he is the creator. He's God, Elohim. So with that being said, what are you faced with tonight? What are you faced with in your health or, or, in, or your, in your life or your marriage or your family or your job or whatever it is? What are you faced with? What's your biggest challenge tonight? What's your most overwhelming circumstance? And do you think it's too big for God? All he has to do is Say it. All he has to do is speak into your circumstance tonight. Just one word. The Bible says in, in some, he sends his word and he heals. Just one word from the omnipotent, almighty Elohim, great creator, almighty God. He is awesome. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Abraham's about 100 years old, Joe. Sarah's probably up there with him. Saying, shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? And it says this, is there anything too hard for the Lord? That's a word for you tonight. Whatever addiction you're faced with, whatever self-hatred you got going on, whatever you got going on, is there anything too hard for the Lord? He can bring a hundred-year-old sperm and make it alive again. He can take a, an egg and make it alive again.
He did something, yo. You think about it. Abraham's 100 years old. And what does he have? Isaac. See, I have to keep you on your toes. Because, listen, listen, listen. You're like, how does it relate to me? If he can do that with her egg and with his sperm, I'm going to tell you, he can do anything he wants to in your life. Elohim, almighty, omnipotent one. God is awesome. Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. (laughs) Colossians 1.16. For by him, Jesus, by him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and visible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. I could just preach on Jesus right now because the Bible says in Genesis, it speaks this way, us. Because Jesus was already there. And we could just talk about that tonight for those that think that Jesus is just a cool prophet or or just a wonderful teacher or some kind of... Man, no, he's part of the Trinity, and he's God the Son, and the Spirit that was hovering over, God the Spirit, and God the Father, all one in three persons. I mean, God, whoo, he's awesome, man. Next time you think, oh, that car is awesome, you just remember who really awesome is. Say that with me, omnipotent. Say this with me, he's all powerful. He's all powerful, he's awesome. He's awesome also because he is all knowing, omniscient. He's all knowing. God didn't go through K to 12. God didn't go to your college and in some ways become ignorant. God, he didn't go and Google something. He didn't do a search. He doesn't have teachings, tools, or study guides. God doesn't have to learn anything. He doesn't go to any college, any form of education. He'll never pursue knowledge because he's all-knowing. He already knows it. He never has to learn anything. God's already learned. He never has to learn it. He's just downloaded. He's all knowing. And he's awesome. Omniscient. God will never learn. Never. You, go, you, you think you're going to teach God something? You think he's going to go through a test? You're going to test him and he's going to 
teach him something, he'll never learn because he already knows everything. 1 Corinthians 1.25. Because the foolishness, the foolishness, if you, which is, sounds kind of unique, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. <laughs> the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. I looked up, what, what are the five hardest, toughest college courses? Five. Number one, thermodynamics. And I'm thinking, come on, yo, he hung the star in the moon. Number two, human atomy. It's like anatomy. I need to put the A in there. Anatomy. Not just human anatomy. I don't know what human anatomy is, but I might just make up another word because it kind of rolls human anatomy. Human anatomy. And I'm like, that's hard? God breathed air into our dirt bags and we were human. These are hard? Yeah, for me, not him. Number three, calculus. Stupidity to God. Not that you're, praise God if you took calculus and you you pass it, hallelujah. I'm just saying when it comes to God, he's omniscient. Quantum physics mechanic. Sounds fancy. Drop in the bucket to God. Organic chemistry. So you can grow cannabis or something? I don't know. Nothing to God. Omniscient. He's all-knowing. God knows you perfectly. God knows you better than you know you. Have you counted the numbers of hair on your head? He has. He knows all the hairs in this room and in this city, state, country, and world. He's all-knowing. And he knows you very well. Listen to this, Psalms 139, 1 through 6. It beautifully lays out the omniscient of God. You know my setting down, that's yada. You yada my setting down. He knows it intimately. You know my setting down and my rising up. You understand my thought, my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my laying down. You are acquainted, look, with all my ways. <laughs> all of them. 
For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it, yada, it all together. You've hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. And he already knows it because he's omniscient. On down in that Psalms, it says, Psalms 139, 17 through 18. How precious are also are your thoughts. Let's just think about, he doesn't just know the numbers of hair on your head, counted them. Like, not just, oh, you got a lot of hair. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, million, billion, trillion. But his thoughts towards you, how he thinks of you, he thinks of you more than the sands of the sea. Listen to what it says. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, How great is the sum of them. If I count them, they would be more in number than the sand. See, you don't try to reason it out with God. You can't reason that out of how he thinks of you and even his thoughts towards you. When I awake, I'm still with you. Psalms 147, verse 5. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. That infinite is boundless, limitless, countless. And we like to limit God. (laughs) Don't limit him. He's omniscient. My last one is this. He's awesome because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Say that with me, omnipresent. omnipresent. Everywhere. You, th- you, you thought you were alone? You, you, thought, you thought when you did that, thought that, saw that, that you were alone? He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. God is not bound by time or matter or place or He's not bound or subject. He's transcendent. God is eternal, everlasting, existing forever. Listen to this. Back to Psalms 139. So beautiful. It articulates it so beautiful. His omnipresent. Listen to this. Psalms 139, 7 through 10. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? As I, if I ascend into heaven, guess who's there? Come on, go with me, church. Come on, go with me. If you ascend into heaven, where, who's there? He's there. If I made my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take wings in the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. God is everywhere. He's not bound by time. He's not bound by space. He's here. He's in Kabul, Afghanistan, right now. He was yesterday. He's in the yesterday. He's in the today. He's in the tomorrow. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever because he's not bound by time. He's there. 
He's omnipresent. God is everywhere. He's present here with us right now, almost like air. If I go upstairs, air, air will be there. If I go in the foyer, air's there. If I go in the bathroom, air's there. If I go upstairs, God is there. When I get in my car, God is there. When you're in your bed tonight, God is there. When you're asleep, God is there. How about space, J.O.? There's, there's no air. There's no atmosphere. But he's not bound by space. Go out in outer space. Guess who's there? God. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. God is upstairs. He's here. He's everywhere. Tony Evans, he's, I love Tony. I listen to him. He says something like this. If you go from here where God is and go there, he is already there. So the next time you think you're alone, I got news for you. He doesn't just live in you. He's all around you. He's omnipresent. See, there's three types of presence of God. There's the omnipresence of God. He's everywhere. Follow me. Omnipresence. He's everywhere. There's the principal presence of God. Where two or more are gathered, he's there, principal presence. And then there's the manifested presence of God. All of a sudden, we begin to worship, and, and, and all of a sudden, it's like the atmosphere changes, and the, the, the heavens are open. It's like, wow, God is in this place. He's come. He's dwelling in the midst of us. That's the manifested presence of God. You can't get away from any of it. He's awesome. Listen to Amos 9 two through three. Just listen to this. Though they dig into hell, from there my hand shall take them. Though they climb up to heaven, from there I will bring them down. And though they hide themselves on top of Carmel, for there I will search and take them. Though they hide from my sight at the bottom of the sea, from there I will command the serpent and it shall bite them. can't get away from God. He's spirit. God is awesome. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. You think you can escape from the presence of God? Just ask Jonah. He'll throw your butt all up in a whale. fish guts, seaweed. Well, it wasn't, you, you say, well, it wasn't a well, it was a fish. Whatever it was, he was there for three days. And the Bible says he cried from Shiloh. And that fish puked him up on the beach, yo. Changed his mind. He thought he could get away from God. Bought a ticket to get away. You can't buy a ticket to get away from God. Somebody here tonight needs to get right with the all-powerful, 
the Almighty, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. Because though he's all this awesome, all this awesomeness, he's your Father who loves you and cares deeply for you. So much that this God stepped out of heaven in the form of a man, became man, took on your sin so that you could have a relationship with God, took it to a cross, was beat on his back so that you could be healed, rose from the dead so that you could have eternal life. (laughs) And the Bible says there's one way to God, that's through Jesus. And you thought you were all that. And really, we are just dust. But you can have a relationship with the God of the universe through Jesus Christ. And and check this out. Live for eternity in heaven. And by the way, life and life abundant on earth. But you have to do a few things. You have to believe. You have to confess, turn from evil and sin, and turn to God. It's called repentance. Would you stand to your feet? Somebody needs to do that tonight. Somebody needs to do that. Would you bow your head, bow your heart? And if you need to get right with God tonight, maybe it's for the very first time. Maybe it's coming back in a relationship with Him. I want to pray with you right now. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, He's Lord, you will be saved. Jesus says deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Him. He's done it all. He did the heavy lifting for you. And He longs longs, searches for you, searches for Jesus, seeking and save that which was lost. If you don't know Christ tonight or you need to get right with him, I want you to pray a prayer of of faith and salvation with me right now to get right with Jesus. Would you bow your head? If you're a believer, pray with me. Do that. Say this with me. Jesus, you are awesome. I want you to be number one in my life. I give you the reins of my life. I repent, turn from sin, and I turn to you. I say, Jesus, be my Lord, my God, and my Savior. I receive tonight your forgiveness, your love, and salvation. Thank you for birthing me again in Jesus' name.